It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, what's up? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It is Tuesday, June 11th. Coming to you a little later than usual because the Yankees have a doubleheader. We did a pregame show first, but we thank you for tuning in, listening on the podcast apps, and anyone that's on YouTube watching live. We thank you. We got good good stuff today. We got basketball game last night, a lot of action, Jake. We got a lot of weird stories in the news, and we got David Hasselhoff opening it up with his song because this week's music theme is stick to acting but i have a confession first time i ever heard this song not that bad oh wow the hoff well f- when you put it in its time period you liked it right now no like like I'm can picture my uh, '80s people thinking this was. If anyone else did this besides David Hasselhoff in the '80s, you'd be like, "Yeah, that's an '80s song." Well, it's not especially bad. Life. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't didn't speak to my ears. You you know I'm an '80s guy. I pride myself on being an '80s guy, and I I didn't get similar vibes there. But it sounds like I a it sounds like a C minus version of Springsteen. Wow. Biggest compliment David Hasselhoff's ever gotten. Well, I think he's I think his music is huge in Germany. Huge in Germany. No, I'm not joking. I think it's he's No, I I, I said that before you said that. Yeah, he's huge in Germany. He's yeah. the Hoff. Isn't that weird when like one country just says like loves your music? There's this guy named Rodrigo. Have you ever heard the story of the musician named Rodrigo? Rodriguez? Rodrigo Rodriguez, no. I think he's from Detroit, and he made some albums, and um, they didn't do well at all, okay? And he just stopped making music for like 30 years. And then he found out that in some, in some like African nation, I believe, he was their Bob Marley. Like he was their god, and they thought he died. And then when he found out, when they found out he was still alive and he found out that he was their God, he was like, oh, okay, I'll still, I'll make more music. It's a really weird yeah, story. I'm, I'm going to need more deets on that. I, I Googled Rodrigo and music and I'm yeah, it's not so, getting any of that, but so, super interesting. So Sixto Rodriguez. Um, Sixto Rodriguez. Yeah. So Zimbabwe, South Africa, they all loved his music, but he didn't know he was so famous there. How about that? There's an Australian record label that bought his songs and then sold them. And he had no idea. Six so, Rodriguez, Sugar Man. Yeah. 
Rodrigo's fame in South Africa had remained unknown to him until 1997 when his eldest daughter came across a website dedicated to him. After contacting the website and learning of his fame in the country, Rodriguez went on his first South African tour playing six concerts before thousands of fans. And he had no idea he had fans. It's wild. Real wild. But is, what does that say? Like when your home country doesn't like you, but there's just one nation that loves you. People ahead of their time, people before their time, people uh, people not ready for Rodri- Sixto Rodriguez. Um, I, don't, I don't think it says anything. Well, what like I, I think, <clears throat> what if you're an artist and no one likes you and you're like, we just got to find the right country, man. Like, have we tried Zimbabwe? Just keep hunting. The Zimbabwe's don't like it? Okay, what about Nicaragua? Do they like it? And you just keep diving markets. One of these markets is gonna love me, I swear. Yeah, I think that's tough. That's tough. That's, a, that's Hey, if you believe in your stuff, you believe in your stuff. You just you just need the right people to find it. Okay, so if we had a promoter come to us with John Boy and Jake Radio, and they're like, "Right, what country would you want us to push hard?" We might already have this going on, Jim. What country would you want to push this show hard in? That you think for real, not ironically. What country do you think we have the best chance? That's not America, United States, or Canada. Not American country that we would think. What do you got, buddy? I think Australia would like the the weird news segments because we do a lot of Australian news. Okay. Oh, so for JJR, we're keeping it JJR. Um, Yeah. JJR. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I kind I kind of like a an, an Asian culture. I I, I like uh, may, maybe a, a high school group over there gets into it. Like they're, you know, they're trying to learn like actual how people talk in America. Oh, that's nice. That's and good. they're like, we're their friends. Yeah, Every know, baseball player says they just watch Friends to learn English, so we'll be their friends. Yeah. All right. You got to stop saying words wrong though. You have to stop saying words wrong then. We both do. It's a deal. The chat says uh, Lithuania, Russia. You guys would slay in Sweden. I thought Sweden. Like that, I'm not going to say that didn't cross my mind. I already do. Mind. I already slay in Sweden. Woo! You talking about how you go there once? You talking about how you go to Sweden once a year and murder people? What's that? What do you mean by you slay in Sweden? Uh, it's a figure. Sp- d- Jim, you can't confuse our Asian listeners who are trying to learn English lingo. Well, I'm trying to. I slay trying like to... I slay like Beyonce. Everybody knows that. Oh, okay, okay. She just murdered the calves, not calves. Whatever. We're moving on. We're moving on. Um, but Sweden's a good one. Sounds good to me. Chats. Chat yeah. got very involved in that question. Madagascar, Kenya, Canada. Love that. How are you doing, Jake? You have to give us a, a rating on your day yesterday, your Monday. Yesterday, Monday. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think, man. What went on yesterday? We got rained out. Busy day. Um, God, I don't know. It was kind of nice out, but I wasn't outside at all. <laughs> um, it was a. It was a. Ra- it was a Monday. It was a. It was a five and a half, man. Five and a half. Nice. Yeah. What was your Monday? Yesterday was great. I, the rain out, I actually enjoyed. I got to get a lot of stuff done. 
we record yeah. laughs from the past jjr uh <clears throat> we were recording talking yanks last night voicemail app if you're a yankees fan go check that out on the podcast apps or our patreon page and as that happened the donaldson fight happened so people were requesting the breakdowns which was really cool that i was their first thought like oh i want you to break this down so that was exciting and i did that and i think it was fun classic very easy to read their lips on that one and them just saying why are you looking at me was pretty pretty funny it's like a classic toddler fight my nephew reef or he's my cousin reef he at his fifth birthday party he had a freak out because as he was blowing out his candles everyone was looking at him and he just turned to his mom why are they looking at me what do they want and he like broke down which i kind of get but that was basically the donaldson musgrove fight yesterday just like dude don't look at me very much a baseball fight yeah and then uh katie and i got to spend some time together we went to the bank drove around hung out she was off work so we relaxed i had a good day i'm gonna give it a solid seven nice dude can i ask you a question yeah are you or where are you at today it's tuesday but we got a double header so a lot of baseball a lot of yeah. shows together, which I, personally I, I get excited about. D- does the combination of all this happening on a Tuesday scare you? Oh, I'm already having a bad Tuesday. We, we haven't really even talked Tuesday yet. Um, my scooter thing, I, I had a little niche in the garage. Um, they, they, they don't like that anymore. So I've you know, been waking up early to do that, to make some side coin, to, to survive. And they, uh, they messed with that. So that was at like 5 a.m., um, so I was running around the building doing some different things. I mean, it's Tuesday. It's it's Tuesday's the worst day of the week for a reason, and it, it's here. It's here to say hello, and we're uh, we're running with it. Did you? Can we talk about your spat with? Is it interesting? It's not. That's why I didn't really dive. Oh, okay. I just normally put them somewhere, and they were like, "No," and that's it. <laughs> I thought maybe you peed on the desk again or something like that. No, I've never done that. Um, although wanting to. What about? If you were really drunk. You're not really a I peer. I mean, what's the question? What's the current question? What's if you were really drunk, if you were really drunk, would you pee on the front desk of your apartment building? Uh, no. Front desk nice, and there's, like, nice people that work there, so no. Okay. Don't do it, then. You might piss them off. I won't. You don't either. I will not pee at the front desk. I just told you that. So now you're suspect. You're just copying what I say? Yeah, you're my idol. You seem like a guy that would pee. You have you peed on the desk? Not you. I. I How'd you pee. even have the thought? I used to pee a lot of places. Okay. When I was well, six, now I've got something to report to them. Now six, I've got a bargaining chip. I six, know who's been peeing on your desk. Sixteen to nineteen, as chronic blackout drunk, pee wherever I was standing. Right. Closet Never peed peer. in my pants though. Always had the presence of mind to unzip. And I right. one time you shit I shit your pants. Oh, I did that when I was 14. At the football game, yeah. The 14, yeah. I peed on my friend Max, though, in high school. Yeah, stuff happens. He was asleep. He woke up, thought he pissed himself, was so embarrassed, left early to go change. Yeah. Turns out my friend Jared was awake and saw the whole thing go down. I just stumbled out of bed, peed all over Max's crotch, drunk. Right. So, you should be embarrassed, Max. Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. You want to get into sports? I think so. A lot going on. Here we go. Here is 
your national sports update with your national reporter. Hey, Jake, what do you what do you want as your update? Are you committed to the sound that you've had this whole time? Because I like I liked my intro better. So you just want no sound? I like that, dun, 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 but that was my yeah. sound. This was yours. Are you connected to that one, or can I switch it to the other one with a dun 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 dun? No connection to either. Whatever did you know, like, did you know there were two different sounds? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here is the sports Here we go. news. On it. Jimmy, the game of the night, the game of the year, arguably, so far in any sporting event. Golden State wins game five up in Toronto. Jurassic Park was rocking. Uh, Golden State had the lead most of the game. KD was back. Jimmy looked good. Uh, He hits a couple threes. He's rolling. Start of the second quarter. Oh, my God. He goes down. Non-contact injury. Everyone thinks it's torn ACL. Uh, We should get confirmation in a little bit. Um, Just a weird, awful feeling throughout the arena, except the Toronto fans who clapped at first, but then they figured out they were being bad guys. Jim, Golden State maintains their lead throughout. Kawhi turns it on, goes nut job. Ten straight points to take the lead. They go up six. Nick Nurse calls a timeout because they were going to lose their timeouts. They had all the momentum in the world, and then Golden State comes back. They go up three points. Clay, Steph, the, the usual suspects. Golden State, Golden States, they almost blow it at the end. Kyle Lowry with a shot to win it off the side of the backboard. Uh, Pretty incredible stuff. The Kevin Durant stuff is wild now. Does that change the Knicks' plans? What does it mean for Durant? It was a crazy, awful internet fight for the past 24 hours between different people. Um, Smaller NBA news, R.J. Barrett works out for those Knicks. He wants to be there. And Tony Parker retires, so a couple of that. Jimmy... Football, Kyle Rudolph signs a four-year, $36 million extension for the Minnesota Vikings. Your U.S. women play Thailand today in the Women's World Cup. D-backs and Phillies combined for 13 home runs. One game, 13 home runs. Uh, And Dallas Keuchel, Jim, makes his first minor league appearance, seven scoreless, one hit. Real quick, how many home runs did they hit? 13? 13, Jim. In the game yesterday? Yes. What was the final score? Um, At least over 13 runs. I don't know. That sounds like a good breakdown you could do, like when you did James Paxton's strikeouts. It's a lot. It's almost, that's almost too much, but yeah. Um, Wait, who played? I'm putting this in my notes because I want to make a breakdown of that unless something better happens. 13 Diamondbacks, Phillies. Harry, Philly. Final score, 13 to 8, Diamondbacks. D-backs hit eight homers. They opened up one, two, three. Home run, home run, home run, huh? Yep. Dyson Homer, Marte Homer, Peralta Homer, Segura Homer, Escobar Homer, uh, Avila Homer, Kingery Homer, Escobar Homer, Vargas Homer, Kingery Homer, Vargas Homer, Hoskins Homer, Bruce Homer. 
Crazy. Jay Bruce has been going off since he got traded. Juiced. He's doing. He just won like player of the week, and he just got traded there. Um, Who are you talking to? Well, Rich Moore, this is a good question. He said, do you guys have any plans on doing Yankee recaps again? My friend and I cracked up at the spit in my face, let's go Yanks. And right. I really like that question because the answer is fun. Uh, I was going to type it out, but I'll just respond to Rich Moore. Jake does those burns for every yeah. single game on our podcast. So if you go to Talking Yanks on all the apps, this is good. We got the YouTube crowd. We get to tell them that, like, hey, we do this yeah. all the time for, like, two years now. And uh, the burns are the best thing we do. And then we have Zach, who e- who edits them, and they're so good. So if you like those, Rich, go listen to our our podcast where we do them for every single game. And if you like the spit in my mouth, let's go Yanks, we have a shirt that says that, which people have bought, which is funny. TalkingYanks.com, go to the store. Anyway, let's talk about the KD in the basketball game, because that's the biggest story. Yeah. Where, K- where are you at on all this, Jimmer? Well, let's, haven't, we haven't spoken about this. Let's start with what happened with the crowd. Okay. They booed. They cheered when he got hurt. Yes. Now, that's bad. But I yeah. do think there is something about uh, a crowd mentality. What's the? There's a cognitive bias term for it. It's like confirmation bias, basically. It's like everyone else is cheering. It's not confirmation bias. Oh, shit. There's a cognitive bias for this term. But... um. Like, there is a power of the crowd. Like, you have five people doing it, and then you do it in jest. And then everyone's doing it, like, kind of half in jest, half not, thinking they're, like, being funny. But in the end, you're just being such assholes. And I think everyone else handled it well. Like, the other players, the players on Toronto was like, yo, guys, what the fuck? Yeah. And then they kind of, they kind of, uh, like, realized. But... Anyone acting as if they wouldn't maybe partake. Like, I'm not saying you definitely, I'm saying everyone definitely would. But if you're drunk and with 400 people and 200 of them just go like, hey, that helps. You may go like, hey, you know what I mean? Thinking you're doing it in a joking way. It's the same thing when Stan got booed. Like people, but it's different because it's an injury. I don't think it's yeah, like you, condemning. Yeah, you, you, you and I don't fully align on this because I know KFC has some stuff on this. Like if, if someone on Boston gets hurt, you're not happy about the injury, but you're happy that Boston's not as good. Um, like my, my brain doesn't fully jump there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Like that a crowd mob mentality. And I mean, KD was playing awesome. And then you see him go down. But uh, yeah, it went on too long, and then and then they realized, and they tried to chant their way out of it. They tried to chant KD, KD. Um, it did go on yeah, too it long. A, it, it was it was a bad look. It was an awful look. Um, Yo, can't do that. I have like something that's real, like hot take here, mean to say. Sure. These are people that. <laughs> All right, this this sucks. They did the same thing go. when Toronto played the Rangers, and the Toronto fans threw beers at everyone, and like were like rowdy. Right. We got hockey fans that are migrating to new sports for the playoffs. And I, I, I don't care. Like, I think every good team should have bandwagon fans. It's, that's what makes sports sports. Like, when you're sure. good, people jump on. And that's awesome. You need that. That's how, like, you grow and grow. And you hope they latch on for real the next season. But in Toronto, it seems like we have hockey fans 
that are like at a gladiator arena and then go to baseball and basketball and just like go crazy. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, their leader is the fakest fan of all time. Their leader's Drake, who has a tattoo of Katie and Curry on his arm. So, what do you um, think about his reaction? I loved, I well, I loved it as weird, but that's the right reaction. Um, you don't think it was like incredibly fake? No, no, I thought that's the only genuine thing Drake's done this whole series. Um, and I, I think that's like the beauty of sports. I think that was. That was Drake's only moment as a sports fan being like, hey, if you want to do this, like if you're Toronto and if you've been on any sports team ever, Kevin Durant comes back and he comes back and he looks good. You say, all right, well, let's really beat these guys and show them we don't care if they had Kevin Durant or not. We wanted to beat the Golden State Warriors. Let's be the best. You know, to, uh, if Toronto had one last night and KD didn't play, everyone would have... Toronto's championship would have been quote unquote marred for years. They would have been like, yeah, well, if Katie was healthy, you know, and, and, and if they still win, people are going to say that if Katie was healthy, you guys would have had no chance, which if you're a Toronto fan, you shrug off and say, I don't care. But when the rest of the league looks back at Toronto, they'll be like, yeah, you got a championship, but you didn't really deserve it. Like if those guys were healthy, you would have got, you would have got beat. So I, I like that. That was the only genuine moment I've seen from Drake. Yeah, I didn't. I had the complete opposite reaction. Like a guy who knows he's on cameras all the time, I thought it was like as disingenuous, like overacting as it got. Like I don't he got think the tattoo on his arm of Katie. He's a no, fan. He's like a friend. I, I believe that he doesn't want him to be hurt, but like that was that was no one's real reaction. Like not even the Warriors players or Warriors fans were putting on that much of a. <gasps> Like it was like, well, oh I mean, my god, Drake, calm down. Theatrics are theatrics. I mean, that's that is Drake. So that's yeah. that is what that is. You gotta live with that. What do you think Drake's stock is after this? Because for me, as like someone who was who was, I was never anti or pro Drake. Really, I just kind of sure. didn't listen to or like pay attention. Like I think he's a full blown loser now. It's uh man, it comes back to uh, I say this with the Yankees a lot when we do talk Yanks. Uh, winning cures everything it for someone like drake if you keep putting out music nobody cares like oh yeah drake puts out good music and he's also he he hangs out at the sideline of raptors games like that's it that's yeah. if he starts putting out bad music then it tumbles and they're like wow drake does this bad stuff at the side and his music sucks now too like that's all it is yeah yeah we I, like I, people I, for what we like them to do well, I never liked his music, so I, I'm not really coming from it, and I'll I'll never. Right, like... you're coming neutral. Yeah, and I think he's a loser now. Exactly, because he didn't like his music. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. I mean, I'd never thought he was a loser beforehand. Right. I thought he was a cool rapper, and I just don't like that music. Now I'm like, oh shit, that's the guy I thought was cool. He's not cool. He's a loser. Yeah, I mean, the sideline stuff has been so bad, but yeah. it's. If he makes the good music, people will like Drake. Update. It's literally called the the official cognitive bias term is the bandwagon effect or groupthink herd behavior. Herd behavior is kind of what we're, what herd we're behavior, looking at. Herd behavior, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Katie gets hurt, and you can see his like calf or whatever it was just like explode on that replay. Yeah. 
kind of weird ripple. to see things like move inside your skin. I hate that. Reminds me of like yeah. some horror movie. But I mean, that sucks. I thought I saw you have a conversation with people who said now he may use his option to stay with the Warriors, and you were like, teams may still spend as much money as they can on him, even if he has to sit the first year, which I thought was an interesting thought process. Yeah, so uh, the NBA has, you know, max contracts. It's, you know, how many years you've been in the league, how many years you could sign for, et cetera, et cetera. Um, It's going to be interesting because he has an option on his contract that he could technically re-sign with Golden State and he could just rehab and get paid. Um, So many teams would still want Kevin Durant, um, even if he's out for all of next season. Um, and I, I mean, we're, we're still looking for the official words. I mean, there's a chance it could be nine months or so. I, I mean, it's, it starts getting into touchy details there, but, um, I, it, it's interesting. It's what Kevin Durant wants to do. And I think, uh, there's so many different things at play here. Um, cause I think golden state, you know, they obviously want to keep this thing doing. And I think that's part of what Bob Myers emotional press conference was that, I mean, there's maybe a chance because they have. There's a thing called bird rights in the NBA too, which basically means the team that has you can offer you more of a contract. So, I mean, this officially basically locked in that this is going to be Kevin Durant's last kind of big contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, I I think there's a better chance he stays the Golden State. Now, I I think, and I think that's what people were being funny about and they were like yo i i just don't think this guy's you know guys don't come back from acl injuries in the nba which is true there's a bad track record of it but just like anything the or excuse me the achilles surgeries have gotten better over time and what kevin durant is special at is shooting over people which he's still going to be able to do like it it's it's not necessarily high flyer stuff and he he just turned 30 this year and i mean he was going to I, I mean, his career was going to start coming down at some point anyways. I mean, this kind of kick-starts it. But he's still going to be a really good player. And really good players in the NBA still get their max contract. So I don't know. If, if, if I was Kevin Durant, I think I'd go out and get whatever I want my last big, big contract to be. And it, it turns into what does he want? I mean, does he... does. If if he opts out, I think Golden State would still throw a max contract at him. I, I know the Knicks still would, even if he sits out all the next year. Um, but it and and that's kind of the huge discussion on the internet right now. And uh, let's be honest, everyone's guessing. Like I, I I think mine's an educated guess. I think there's some good info behind it. But uh, it's what's going on in that seven foot <laughs> shooting guard's head um, going forward. So I. I don't know, um, but there's so many moving parts, and it, it does, it's literally altered the future of the NBA. It'll be interesting. I'd give KD a lot of credit for playing. Yeah, and, and that's where... Because we live in a time now where, where people make business decisions, and kind of a lot of people are okay with it now. Like, okay, well, yeah, you don't want to risk his money. Like, he's got to get his... You know what I mean? And And I understand that, but... Like, we just had Kawhi do it. We just had Le'Veon Bell do it, and they were healthy. Yeah. So KD being not fully healthy and, and risking that to help get in this championship, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, he 
you know, it he he gave it a chance and he I, I think that's kind of what's bizarre to me. Um and that that was some of the internet spats I was getting into was the press conference by the GM Bob Myers um looked like a funeral. Um and I get it. It's emotional and Kevin Durant and he's tied to this organization and and I get it. Um, my girlfriend walked through when it was happening and she literally thought it was a Saturday Night Live skit. Um, cause that's like how over the top it is. And a lot of people are calling BS on Bob Myers. Cause I, Jim, I'll say this. If you're Bob Myers, you run Golden State and it, you do an emotional press conference for Kevin Durant, who's an emotional guy, and that gives you a slightly better chance that he stays with your franchise. I think a lot of people would do that as, as businessmen. Um, I do think there was a lot of emotions. The, the thing that I think does stick out emotionally that was kind of the reports that everyone was saying was the words that the Golden State people kept muttering was their training staff said that it couldn't get worse. They were like, you know, he, he might, he could re-aggravate the calf and, you know, he might not be able to play and that is what it is, but he couldn't get worse. And it got as worse as it can be for an NBA player. So that's uh that's brutal. But yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant, who was, you know, probably the most hated player in the NBA for the past few years, comes out and tries to do kind of the toughest thing you can do. Um and without him, they don't win that game last night, even though he only played um, you know, less than twelve minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. And then it was a close game, but the Warriors win. Now I'm rooting for the Warriors in Game Six because I just won a Game Seven. And Jim, I, I I think this is something I'm I'm interested to hear from you as a sports fella. Toronto goes on this crazy run. Kawhi goes nuts. Two threes, two twos. He's just fully dominating. Robot Kawhi. They haven't had the lead all night. They take the lead. They take. They have the ball. They take it over midcourt. The place is going nuts. Breen's talking about how the building's shaking. Um, it, they, they've just gone on this run that they're basically a basket away from ending this whole thing. They called timeout. And so the situation was they would have lost these timeouts because under three minutes, you only get two or something like that. So Nick Nurse, the coach, tells him to call timeout, and he's like, yeah, you know, we want to get the guys rested, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, that stopped, like, everything momentum-wise. And, I, I mean, I'm not going to fully p- pat myself on the back, but I was kind of I, – I texted the kind of the talking Knicks guys at the time. I was like, I think they're doing Golden State a favor. And, I mean, it, it ended up looking that way, but um, I don't know. My uh, high school hockey coach – or it wasn't high school, it was the club, but, but we won the – we won the California State Championship. Rah, 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 yeah, he is. But he never, ever used timeouts to benefit us. He only used them to hurt the other team. Like, if they scored and they were playing really well and they scored, he would call a timeout to stop their momentum. Right. So it, it, is, it is weird to do that to yourself. And, I, I mean, the place, I think they were up six, and it was – if if they got another bucket, like that was it. Like Curry, and and that's the thing. Like Golden State is running out of basketball players. <laughs> um, like Boogie Cousins was hurt. They're depending on him now, and like he, his story got overlooked by KD. But he's not in basketball shape. 
Um, Iguodala's old now. Like, he's not supposed to be playing these kind of minutes. Curry and Clay are out there the whole game. They're exhausted. I, I know you're giving your guys a breather, but you're also stopping your momentum and giving those guys a breather, and look what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for game seven, and then no matter who wins, I can spin it into enjoying it. Like, Kawhi taking down the Warriors on a rental, basically. Or the Warriors having one more win before it kind of stops, maybe. Yeah, game. I mean, well, we'll game seven tomorrow night for hockey. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see Oracle. Um, one of the, I mean, one of the toughest places to play in NBA history is Oracle when it was popping off, and, and it's, it's gonna it's be its last it's game, the last game, yeah, with with this team. Um, I mean, that place is going to be bonkers um so that's gonna be cool in and of itself but yeah i mean a a game seven i mean there's always stories like storylines in game sevens but this one (laughs) i mean would be as crazy as it gets the katie being hurt katie trying to come back gets hurt again um them playing with that emotion what potentially the end of this golden state dynasty what does this mean for Kawhi? do we look back at the nick nurse timeout and be like oh my god that could have lost them an nba championship so uh, we'll see. Tor- Toronto's so good, and Kyle Lowry, uh, yikes. Uh, RJ Barrett is refusing to work out for any other team. Says he wants the Knicks to take him at three. He only wants to be a Nick. Is he handcuffing the Knicks, or is this so cool that he wants to be there so well that all Knicks fans are like, yeah, let's do it? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's totally got the fan base excited, and like he, I think he's got some quotes that he's like, yeah, I want to. <laughs> he's kind of wants to play with Durant and uh I don't know man that's uh that's the funny thing that Knicks fans uh I I don't have my head wrapped around it and if, if other Knicks fans do I think they're lying but I mean there was reports before this game that Kawhi was maybe interested in the Knicks and that Kawhi and KD maybe would pair up and now it's all right if you get Kevin Durant I mean do you take do you tank another year, get another draft pick, and try to build up for the next year? Um, that's kind of like a, a people call that the Tim Duncan because that's what the Spurs did. They they didn't play uh, David Robinson, and they ended up getting Duncan. Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh, if you're the Knicks front office, you've had you know all these Kevin Durant rumors seem pretty real. And now it's, do you go through it and do you go trade for Anthony Davis and hope Kevin Durant can come back? Do you still try to build a contending team with him hoping to come back? Do you hope for two years? Do you not get Kevin Durant? <laughs> um, so uh, Knicks, and that that's what was getting me last night on Twitter, Jim, was that Knicks fans were letting their Knicks emotion getting in the way of like reacting to the Kevin Durant stuff. They're like, oh, this is so fucked. And it's like... It, it, a, the Knicks banking on the best player in the world coming is still a bizarre thought. But B, like, it, Kevin Durant just tore his Achilles, man. Like, don't <laughs> don't make that part of the Knicks' past 20 years of problems. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's hit the break. Break. Halftime. Intern Luke went somewhere. I don't know where he went. All right. What, how are you doing over Gonna there? Going to watch... U.S. women play Thailand today, Jim. Oh, there he is. What time? What time does that play? That is on at uh, three Eastern. 
I might be right in between the games. You can watch the second half yeah. of the women's versus Thailand. I like I try to put on the College World Series if there is stuff to watch in between two Yankee games. But it's gonna be tough. A lot of Yankee games. A lot of Yankee two Yankee games today. Because I watch I watch all the post game interviews for the Yankees, so that right. takes up a lot of things. <sighs> a lot of stuff. All right, you wanna go Big to the second day. half? Let's get it. Well, it's 6 o'clock. Time for the news. A four-year-old on a plane told a woman with sticky feet, hey, please remove your feet from my armrest. Ain't kids always great telling the truth. A Nigerian pastor has canceled a wedding, Jake, because the couple ate off the same plate. I guess that's a big no-no for this Nigerian pastor or for all of Nigeria. Who knows? We'll find out. Fluids from a dead body have led to the closure of a Connecticut restaurant. We lived in Connecticut, so I thought that was kind of interesting. A couple won millions using a lottery loophole. Always interested in loopholes. A victim gets revenge on a milk thief by peeing into a bottle and leaving it on the doorstep. Sounds like they got revenge on an idiot. And this person says they thought they were rescuing a dog but it turned out to be a bear. I read the news today, oh boy. A lot of news. Where do you want to start, Jake? Mm. Which which one do you want to do first? Couple P stories. Um, I think I'll go lottery loophole because I I know a good loophole does does speak to you. Okay, interesting. Wow, right. So away. I I've clicked the link. And the first picture is an old man and an old woman. And I think when you think lottery loophole, that's not where your brain jumps. You're thinking you're going to see some geek that, like, crunched the numbers and, and beat the lottery or something. Yeah. Um, Mar- Marge, yep. So, I mean, Jerry Marge. and Marge Selby. Jerry and Marge. That's such an old couple name. Yeah. That's fantastic. They made $26 million winning various state lottery games dozens of times. Um, high school sweethearts, we like that. Oh, this is a love story. Evart, Michigan, population of 1,900. Um, raised six kids, okay. Ran a local convenience store. How do, how do we win the lottery, though? I mean, this is all nice, yeah. but... Get to the point, article writer. Jerry always possessed what he calls a head for math. Bachelor's degree from Western Michigan. So yeah, I'm guessing they uh I'm guessing this was a mathematical equation. Here's what I, here's what Jerry said. If I played 1100 mathematically, I'd have one four number winners. That's a thousand bucks. I divided a thousand one hundred by six instead of fifty sevens because I did mental quick dirty and I come up with eighteen. So I knew I'd either have eighteen or nineteen three number winners and that's fifty bucks each. At eighteen, I got a thousand bucks for a four number winner and I got eighteen three number winners worth fifty each. So that's nine hundred bucks. So I got one thousand one hundred invested and I've got a nineteen hundred dollar return. All right, let's move on. Okay, so Jerry, you're a fucking nerd. Yeah. Congrats on 
being really, really smart and getting money? Why don't you just go take a job being a nerd? I thought it was going to be a cool loophole. Wasn't a cool loophole. Let's talk about the dead body in Connecticut. Let's. Jeez, Jerry. What was your loophole? Well, I did a ton of math. It's not a loophole, man. You just use your brain. Boring. Fluids leaking from a decomposing body upstairs last month forced health officials to close a Connecticut restaurant. Authorities were called to a Thai restaurant in Windsor on May 29th regarding a foul odor and a reddish-brown liquid dripping from the ceiling of the restaurant. Police said they entered an apartment above the restaurant through a window and found the tenant's body in bed. Evidence indicated that he had been dead for several days. Police say no foul play is suspected. The man was not released. That sucks. It wasn't a murder or anything. Guy died peacefully in his bed, just happened to live above your restaurant. Now your restaurant's... Because this guy has no loved ones, your restaurant's closed down? What are you supposed to do? You own a restaurant, you're supposed to go upstairs and check to see if there's any dead bodies every day? That's unfair. Don't get the the restaurant people in trouble. They're just trying to sell Thai food in Windsor. Jeez. Not their fault this guy died. They should sue. brown liquid. They should sue his family for not caring about their loved one, ruining their restaurant. Windsor, Connecticut. We're we're you're near Bradley International Airport there, Jim. Yeah. Do you see the picture a, of the no, restaurant? It's a cute little restaurant. Yeah, cute little corner there. It looks like it's on uh, the corner of Central and Broad Street. Um but yeah, that's a that's a tough break. Um that's but you know what? The people at this Thai restaurant have been working super hard and they actually needed a vacation. Okay. So they're taking lemons and they're, you know, take a death vacation. Maybe they killed this guy because they needed a vacation and he was he lived in that apartment and never once ordered from them. And they thought that was Ooh. bullshit. You're not going like to order from in- us once. We're right below your apartment. You're not going to order food from us once. You're dead. We needed a Maybe there's anyway. some. We're looking for a good loophole after that loophole fiasco we just went through. Maybe they're like insurance says something like, uh, you know, there's a sentence in their insurance. that's like if someone throws a dead body in your restaurant, you're you're fully insured. And they just need like a makeover in their restaurant. Maybe this was this was the golden ticket. Maybe he finally ordered from them and they poisoned him because they wanted that vacation so bad. Finally saw their opening. Congrats on your guys vacation. Have fun. (laughs) What's the next story you want to jump to? That was wildly disappointing. Next story I would like to jump to. Let's go. uh, Let's go rescue bear dog. Yeah, um, I remember this happened in China a while ago where they thought they adopted dogs and they turned out to be bears. It seems to be the if this ha- if this is in China, uh, it would be the same thing. The star, there's a chance that was a that was a tough lead in. Um, it's in Petaling Jaya, so I'm not sure I could find that on the map. But yeah, it looks like we've I mean, that's the situation we've got. We've got a video. I'm I'm going to click the video. I normally don't. Um I will say this, the bear that was pictured um I don't think that's the real bear. That bear looks re- looks challenged. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh Well, that's what the bear has a tongue hanging out of its mouth that is rem- reminiscent of a dog, a tired dog. Yeah, it's got like an armband. And uh, Petaling Jaya is in, it's a Malaysian city. 
Gorgeous this time of year. Originally developed as a satellite township for Kuala Lumpur. And so this is a big story because the person that did this was on like an American Idol over there. Oh, famous person. Kind of, yeah. Like they were they were on like a singing competition show. Um kept a baby sun bear in her suite. Yeah, she's got it in a puppy cage and it's kind of small there. I mean, it's not a dog. It's never been a dog. Yeah. Sounds dumb. Um She's America she's uh Malaysian's version of Kelly Pickler. Not the brightest, but everyone loves her. So I think we're freeing the bear now. Um Yeah, free that bear. It's a sun bear if we've got any bear experts out there. Oh, I just the, told the, the chat it was a black bear. The only thing reminiscent of it the only difference between this in a normal bear would be the tongue thing going on. And I guess if you get really caught up in that, you'd assume that's a dog, but otherwise this is just a bear. Yeah. I've moved on. We're on. Moved on to this this four-year-old. It's uh, okay. this, He's on a plane, and the person behind him has bare feet, and they're stinky, I guess, and they put them on the armrest. And this is perfect. Like, you can get away with that with adults because they don't want to cause trouble. But right. You do this to a four-year-old on a plane. They're the most honest people in the world. Four-year-old, there's a video of it. I'm not going to watch it. But the video, I guess, the four-year-old just turned around and said, your feet are stinky. Can you get them off my armrest? Hell yes, kid. <laughs> uh, I Let me watch the video see if there's any reaction. He knows it's not polite to put your feet on the seat of someone else. That is dad, Daryl. Yeah. Hell yeah, Daryl. Um, she apologized. She understood the message. Oh, the dad uh, is cracking up in the video, like letting his son do it, but just dying laughing that his son's at. That he's bullish enough to do it. Um, I would have loved from he- I would have loved to see the person's reaction. Houston to Orlando. Um, yeah, that's a smelly foot flight. Um, that is a smelly foot flight. Going from swamp to like hot, hot, hottest place in America where they invented air conditioning because it's so hot to the swamp. The swamp. Um, wow. Yeah, I like that. This is, um, I mean, if you're in that little kid's seat, you just let it ride. I think I might throw the foot and elbow. If you're an adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you make contact. I, I'm asking what you would do in this situation. Yeah, you make, not like a hard elbow, but you make slight contact just so they know, like, oh, I'm on his area. Right. And it's yeah, very yeah, passive-aggressive. You go elbow turn, and you you act shocked. You're like, oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah. didn't expect a fucking foot to be there. Yeah, yeah, that's the move. That's what all adults it's, would buy. But this four-year-old just turned around and said, your stinky foot's on my arm. You rest. got stinky feet. <laughs> So you got a lumpy butt. Any other ones? This Nigerian pastor canceled a wedding because the couple ate off the same plate. Are we okay with this? I mean, if we don't have traditions, what do we have? The couple were set to wed on June 9th and held their traditional wedding on June 8th. Um, man, eating from the same plate. Didn't know that was a big no-no. Yeah, don't uh, don't eat from the same plate in South Nigeria. 
So the the pastor texted them during their like they do like the party and then the church afterwards, I guess. And he texted them and said, Your wedding's been suspended and you've been placed on discipline. <laughs> discipline by the pastor. Uh I mean this because uh, I'm not seeing anything. Are you seeing anything about tradition in here? Or no, it just seems like the pastor's a, di- a dick. Yeah, pastor has a crush on the wife and is trying to do anything to stop this wedding. Yeah, he's been trying to figure out a way to end it. Finally, he was like, "Wait, okay. you guys just eat off the same plate?" And no foul, no two fouls. Wedding's over. Wait, and wait, then, wait, wait, wait. Oh, you ate off the same plate. Well, you're in discipline. You're yeah. Once more, that's I get what happens. Married. Yeah. And now your wife, your wife has to vacation with me mm-hmm. to undiscipline it. Yeah, we won't eat off the same plate once. I'm gonna teach her. She'll she going she's she'll learn. Yeah. You're welcome. Enjoy your discipline. This next story is that uh, someone was stealing milk. Mm. So they they peed in the milk. Where did this take place? Where are people getting milk delivered still? Victims get revenge on milk. St. Ives. I, actually, I think it's actually pretty popular in Denver <sighs> um, to still get your milk delivered. It would be. Yeah. My milk delivery means the world to me. My little brother and sister can't function without their cereal in the morning. And this person is stopping them from enjoying the morning pleasures of breakfast. It was annoying. Not the end of the world, but a wind up that they feel they need to do this. I'm all for this. If someone's stealing your milk every morning... You put pee there, and you have them steal it, and then they don't steal your milk ever again because they just stole pee. I mean, that's that's discipline over there. It's just blowing my mind that this is a place that has a doorbell camera, right? Right. And the, those things don't compute. Like, first world enough to have a doorbell camera, but then we have door-to-door milk delivery and someone stealing the milk. Yeah, I think I think you you need to reshape your scope of door to door milk delivery because think of it this way: it's almost like know how there's all these delivery services now that are daily fresh and things like that. Um, this was basically that before then, and then it became unpopular because everyone went to the supermarket, and now it's kind of back. It's people that are like busy that are like, yeah, our family goes through two things of milk every week, so just. It's going to be there every Tuesday morning. Perfect. Hmm. Well, Royal Crest Dairy in Denver. They they still got it. Good job, Royal Press. All right. Bet of the day. And also shout out to Quentin Hughes, who said, can you shout me out? Bet of the day. Oh. Gotcha. Bet of the day. Bet of the day. Bet of the day. Bet of the day, bet of the day, Jakey Jakey won uh, yesterday. He got his bet correct. He chose the under in the game, and it came true, and we're so proud of him. Everyone's so proud of him. Everyone's so proud of Jake for getting his bet correct. Starts the week off right. Good job, Jake. Did you hear how proud everyone is? Thank you, everyone. Now, are you going to tack on? It's Tuesday. Yeah, I don't, Tuesday's tough. I mean, this is a tipping point, right? I mean, a, a win here, and like it's like, oh, dad, dad might get hot, huh? Um, 
Where do we want to go, Jimmer for Dead? It looks like we're going to have to go to the world of baseball. Yeah, it looks um, like MLB's your game. Not, what do you, not see, what do you think your record is in the MLB right now? Not seeing any lines I like in the Women's World Cup. Um, God, my MLB record, not sure. Um, you know what, Jim? I, I, I got this. I'm hip. I'm cool. We are going to go to beautiful Denver, Colorado. Wowzer. Where we have the Cubbies facing the Rockies. Rockies won last night by one. Won last night, 6-5. Um, Jim, you know what? I, I think... Yeah, I, I'm just going to do it. I, I'm going to make the people a little extra money today. My Rockies are playing good baseball. The Cubs have struggled on the road this year. Cubs are favored in this game. We've got Quintana versus Lambert, your guy. Uh, Adam? Only once... Only one start this year. Peter Lambert. He's a kid, Jim. Um, 22 years old, but he uh, his first start, I think he went he went seven innings pitched, one earned run, nine strikeouts against these very Cubs at Wrigley. Um, so I'm 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 doubling down. Give me give me the Rockies to win straight up. It's like plus plus one twenty or so. Twenty two twenty to win twenty two or so. Okay. The Cubs are 6-4 and four in their last 10, as are the Rockies. Yep. The Rockies are hotter in their last 20. 14-6, good for them. Yep. Peter Lambert is... Holy shit. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Oh, never mind. The way that they have it laid out here is weird. He's only started one game of his yes. career. And it was versus the Cubs. Yep. Seven innings pitched. I just said. (laughs) I know, but that's crazy because I actually lean that the Cubs will have his number now because he's going to go out there and try to do the same exact thing. And I think the Cubs will have better knowledge. I don't think he's going to be able to do that to the Cubs again. Okay. But what has Quintana been doing to the Rockies? Did you say that? Quinta, I did not. Pitching in cores, brah. Get out of here. Yeah. He hasn't been great. Hasn't been great. Um, Desmond hit one to the moon yesterday. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you're you're. It's uh, Rockies are the home team versus the Cubs, and you're and they're the Cubs are the favorite, and you're taking the Rockies. Correct. Yes, sir. All right. Jakey, Jakey, about to make a big mistakey. That I'm going all off that that rookie pitcher. Wow! If he can shut down the same team twice in a row, a team of good hitters, I'd be more impressed with that than the Cubs figuring him out and doing doing well. All right. So I'm going Cubs winning it. Uh, chat was kind of active. Do you want to do you want to see if they got any questions in there before we tune out? If you see a good one. This guy wanted us to hacky sack back and forth, but you'd have to get a ball. Yeah, and that's not a hacky sack. No, it's one of those uh, Wobobo balls. Pretty fun. I just use it as like a stress ball. 
Um, someone asked if you're my friend, Jake. I said yes. I, I don't know if I needed your permission to say that, but. Allow it. Yeah, nothing else. Some kid, I had to put someone in timeout again because they just kept saying the same thing yeah. over and over again. I think that's all. This guy says Jake is stupid, but he's smart. He's agreeing with you. Nice. Nice. But, uh, all right. Let's go to the Hoffman to take it out, and Yankees game starts soon. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of John Boy and Jake Radio. See you guys.